news, sports, AccuWeather, and more. Wake up with the information you need on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Mark Lawrence here. Rob Sanders on the other side of the glass. He's why the podcasts work on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Podcasts, you name it. So we appreciate that. Movie Mike McGranahan is here, professional movie critic. His website is ILC.com, member of the staff writing for Rank. And he is also sponsored by the Campus Theater, campustheater.org. We're going to tell you about a big concert coming up uh, shortly at the Campus Theater. But first, f- welcome aboard, sir. Hello. Happy Friday. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, Football Friday. Everybody's kind of wound up around here. So uh, now you are our next guest, though. Uh, the film is Beast. Beast stars Idris Elba as a widower who takes his two daughters on a trip to Africa. While out on the savannah, they crash their car after being chased by an angry lion. With the vehicle disabled and the lion prowling around outside, the family has to find a way to survive before they get eaten. That's it. That's your film right there. Beast is a good, old-fashioned B-movie with the bare minimum of a plot, but plenty of intense action. I mean, Idris Elba punches a lion in the face. What more recommendation do you need? The animal attacks are thrilling for two reasons. First, they're staged in long, unbroken shots. That makes them feel way more real than they would if they had the kind of rapid-fire editing that's become commonplace in action pictures these days. Second, and more importantly, CGI has advanced to a place where it can create photorealistic animals. It looks like the actors are being stalked by a real lion, and that's scary. There's no depth or meaning in Beast, just 93 minutes of nonstop suspense. And again, Idris Elba punches a a lion in the face. <laughs> on a scale of one to four, I give it three lion tamers. <laughs> you kind of hung up on that, aren't you? I mean, that's entertainment right there. <laughs> Who does not want to see that? That is worth your seven or ten bucks And right I there. saw the trailer. That's not a real trained lion? No, they were done through CGI, and it looks real. Ooh, and there's yeah. kind of a brutal lion attack towards the end of this movie that looks absolutely convincing. Get out of here. It, it's amazing. <laughs> Well, yeah, in the trailer, it all looks pretty scary. Now, is that the only beast they're they're running from, or is that a secret? Uh, that is the one. There's another scene with crocodiles, okay. but it's primarily the lion, okay. who's very hungry and very persistent. All right, yeah, and he's stalking them, and, and of course, it doesn't hurt that they're vehicles. So they're on foot at some point. It's about well, to scratch that. Never mind. I don't. Yeah, that's safe away. to say. You can see that part in the previews. There's right, points okay. where they have to get out of the car for one reason or another. Okay, Idris Elba, mm-hmm. top star now. Why do a B movie, I guess, would be a good question. Um, you know, he probably just thought that this would be fun, which it is. He takes some heavier roles. He occasionally pops up in some lighter films, you know, some action movies and things like that. I think he tries to do a little bit of everything in his career. But this is interesting because, you know, it is a little bit of representation. This is a major studio action survival movie with a primarily black cast, and you don't see a lot of those. So in some ways, this movie is really very different from the normal stuff we see on the landscape, and I think that that probably appealed to him as well. Chance to be the lead in an action movie like this. Yeah, I think ten years ago, you would have seen maybe a a terrible lion escaped in the U.S. with a primarily sort of white film, but where was this film? Was this done in Africa? I'm not sure, but I'm assuming it looks like Africa. You know, it has that landscape, so I'm assuming that they filmed it somewhere over there. Okay. 
All right, so Beast, three, you just said it a second ago. Three lion tamers. Oh, that's right. Because, okay. boy, they needed one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where is the lion tamer when you need one? Or somebody with a whip and a chair, right? Right. All right, uh, you have a mini review of Bodies, 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 and this has nothing to do mm. with people at the beach. <laughs> no, it doesn't, although that title makes you think it could be a number of things. Uh, it's being sold as a horror movie, and it is to a degree, but I would really call it more of a very dark comedy that happens to have a lot of violence in it. It's about a bunch of young people, like recent college graduates, 20-somethings, and they decide that they're going to have a party at this one guy's family mansion during a hurricane. They're all going to ride it out together. And they decide to play this murder-in-the-dark game called Bodies, 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 where you turn off the lights and one person pretends to be the killer and so on. And the hurricane knocks out the power for real, and lo and behold, the characters actually start being murdered one by one. And so it becomes a matter of who in the group is betraying everyone else, who is actually a killer among this group. And the movie is really fun because every time somebody dies, you think, oh, well, I guess it wasn't them, and the circle starts to narrow, and uh, there's a fantastic twist at the end that obviously I'm not going to give away, but this movie's very clever. But it's actually, you know, aside from being kind of a horror movie, it's really more of a satire of this whole Generation Z mindset where, you know, these characters are rich and they're bored and they take a lot of drugs and they drink, and they're only happy when they feel like they're being a victim, and now they're in a situation where they're being victimized for real. So it, it really takes some fun at political correctness, you know, and to use a word I hate, the whole woke concept that goes around now, uh, you know, and, and that mindset where some people get so wrapped up in that that they lose sight of how other people feel, and everything becomes about how I feel and how the world relates to me. So bodies, 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 you get thrills from it, from the violence and the action and stuff like that, but it's also very, very funny at times. So three stars for that one. Okay, so... Uh, three stars, okay. And where do I see that one? In theaters only. Uh. And it's it's not doing real well, but it's a movie I think that people will enjoy if they're willing to give it a shot. And there again, the fact that they're selling it as a horror movie might turn away some people who think that they don't like horror. There is some violence and it is a little gory at times, but usually you see it after the fact, so you're not really seeing a whole lot of violence occurring to people, just kind of seeing the aftermath of it. Well, they don't have enough letters to on the marquee for dark violent comedy so right. horror so much faster <laughs> all right and beast is at theaters too also in theaters only yes all right fabulous okay so we'll go see them both get uh, three out of four in their ratings from movie mike uh entertainment news aquaman which we r- really enjoyed the first one mm-hmm. are we going to see a new one eventually well, we are, but this week Warner Brothers announced that they are shuffling the release dates of both the Aquaman sequel and the Shazam sequel. Uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom has been pushed back more than eight months. It was supposed to come out on March 17th of next year. It's now been pushed to Christmas Day of 2023. And meanwhile, the Shazam sequel, Fury of the Gods, which was meant to come out this December, is now going to take Aquaman 2's old date of March 17th. So that one is kind of surprising because moving Shazam out of the lucrative Christmas season and dropping it in March seems like a dumb choice right there, especially since they've already been advertising the movie with the Christmas release date. So Warner Brothers shaking some things up in terms of what they're doing with their big DC movies. Well, yeah, they're making a lot of changes. Now, why are they delayed? Just strategic timing to maximize profits? Uh, Apparently, and apparently with Shazam, uh, I guess part of the factor was that they want the premium 
auditoriums. They want the IMAXs and the Dolby cinemas. And Avatar, The Way of Water, is coming out this Christmas, and that is going to monopolize all of those large format auditoriums. So they're apparently bumping it back to March because they want not only to play in those bigger theaters with the massive screens, but also the increased ticket price that comes with them. Okay, well, that makes sense because you you see a lot of people only go to the movies once or twice, Mm -hmm. and Christmas is a a frequent time, so you want those individuals to be uh, focused on, well, certainly the uh, Avatar makers want want that there, and of course Aquaman doesn't want to be be number two anywhere they go, so fabulous. Okay, well, we'll wait for that then, I guess. We'll have to wait, right? What 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 choice do we have? All right, so delays there in the interest of making more money. Uh, Gary Busey arrested Mm -hmm. recently. He was arrested overseas, right? Uh, He was arrested here in in New Jersey. Uh, Gary Busey has been charged with inappropriately touching three women at the Monster Mania Horror Convention in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. The women say that Busey groped them during a meet and greet. He has been charged with two counts of criminal sexual contact, one count of criminal attempt slash criminal sexual contact, and one count of harassment. And the convention did force him to leave and not return after that. So Gary Busey in quite a bit of legal trouble here, potentially. And he has a record of this? Is this common? I don't think of his name in this kind of discussion. but This is the first time I've heard of these allegations. I mean, Gary Busey is notoriously odd. Uh, he was a very promising actor back in the late 70s, early 80s, and then he had a motorcycle accident where he sustained brain damage. And so his behavior in the year since has been very strange and very odd. Uh, of course, that does not excuse away what he's done here. But yeah, this is kind of the first time, at least that I've ever heard of, these sorts of allegations being made against him. Still acting at all? He still acts, but his movies rarely play in theaters. It's usually straight to DVD stuff where he's a supporting character or just comes in for a couple of scenes. Okay. He's not the star that he once was. All right. And uh, what you and I have followed now for about two years, same movies that are on theaters and online at the mm-hmm. same time, Halloween Ends is going to do this. Yes, Halloween Ends, the third part of the most recent Michael Myers trilogy. Uh, they announced that they're going to do what they did for the last one, Halloween Kills, which is a debut in theaters, but also be available to stream on the Peacock service that Universal owns. So, uh, kind of a strange choice there. In some ways, it sort of seems like maybe they're taking money away from their theatrical possibilities, but they did that with Halloween Kills, and Halloween Kills was pretty poorly received, so that makes me wonder if they don't have a lot of confidence in Halloween Ends either. Okay, and uh, the state of streaming, they seem to wax and wane, and Netflix is scaling back. Mm -hmm. State of streaming right now, is there a summary statement you can say that sort of says how streaming in general is doing right at the moment? It's still doing well, but we're going to see what happens because we've had a great summer at the box office. People thought that the pandemic was going to make theaters go away and bolster streaming, but now that theaters are reopened and big movies are coming back, people are kind of turning off Netflix and returning the theaters, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, I know a number of people that said they're, they're going to let go of one thing or another, you know, the Hulu mm-hmm. or Peacock or you know what, or, or Disney. Disney's taken a lot of cuts, I think. Yeah, you have to sign up for a lot of things in order to get all the stuff that's out there that you might want. You have to sign up for a lot of services, and that gets really expensive. Sure.
picture, and then on some of them you have to pay to see the biggest movie that they have. Right. Too, so you don't always get a free ride there. Well, movie Mike McGranahan, thank you so much for coming. Very much appreciate. What are you going to see this week? Can we make a note about what we'll look for next week? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be seeing, again, Idris Elba, his new movie, 3,000 Years of Longing, directed by George Miller of Mad Max fame. Oh, okay. Yeah, it looks sounds exciting. All right, well, we'll look for your review next week. Movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic. His uh, website, ILSeat.com, and his appearance here, always sponsored by the Campus Theater. Campus Theater wants to announce that George Winston's returning an evening with George Winston is September 24th at 7 p.m. at the beautiful Campus Theater. If you are a member of the Campus Theater, you have a special benefit opportunity, but the general public can get tickets to campustheater.org.